Welcome everybody. Today I have with me my beautiful friend. I just told her, I said, I say beautiful for everybody. And I need to come up with a list of adjectives, but she's beautiful and amazing and wonderful. I'll take it. And so she's here today to talk about um, her journey. And we're, we're going to start with her um, journey through cancer diagnosis. Um, and then we'll move on from there wherever it takes us. So welcome. All right. Thank you for having Did me. Did I say your name? It's exciting. Oh, I'm Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> it is exciting. <laughs> So tell us what, um, yeah, like it started with the diagnosis, right? Started with the diagnosis. So, um, you know, everybody that's gone through cancer or is going through cancer has their own specific journey. And it might seem odd because when it comes to specifics, I don't necessarily know all the specifics. Um, I was diagnosed, I think, Four years ago, um, I literally would have to look at the date. Um, big day in my life, mm -hmm. but doesn't really define much for me. So I, I don't dwell on when that was. Right. Um, diagnosis was a little bit, a little bit of a shock, but not really. Um, I hadn't been feeling well. My sister had just finished chemo for Hodgkin's lymphoma stage three um and i would just knew something wasn't right with me so i had gone to a million doctors nobody could figure out what was wrong um long story short ended up going to um a physician that thought it was something else so i had a ct scan and i'll never forget this though my husband was out of town chris was out of town and I had my follow-up appointment with the doctor to go over my CT scan, which supposedly was going to show something completely benign, something that could have been a minor surgical procedure that was, was causing my your, issues. This was not your normal physician? No, this was an ear, nose, okay. and throat physician okay. and surgeon. And we had talked about a surgery, and I was real I was worried about that. I was like, gosh, I don't have that surgery. Right. Um, my parents were going to stay or at my house so they could help get the kids off the bus at that point in time and my dad said do you want me to go with you to the appointment and i have never had my parent i'm not one to have my parents go with me my husband go with me i'm just not well, independent. i'm independent right, right? right so i never would be like you know would yeah. you go with me to my appointment right i just thought it was going to be a standard appointment but i knew deep down that something wasn't right. And I said, yeah, I really would like you to go to my appointment with me. Right. And I think that kind of worried him. He was like, okay. And I was like, I just, I feel like you should. Um, went to the appointment. We looked at the CAT scan together, the doctor and I. And as he was flipping through it, he said, oh. And I looked at it and being... With my profession, I, I look at scans sometimes, and I mean, I there was something obviously wrong. Right. Um, and I looked at it and said, oh, mm -hmm. what is that? And he said, I'm afraid you have cancer. <gasps> and I said, okay, what do we do? All right, let's do it. Right, there you go. Um, so, you know, did a biopsy there, set up appointments, like, and I was by myself in the room. My dad was in the waiting room, and... 
I set up all these appointments for surgery. And I mean, it's just like this rush of we got to set this, 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 and this. Because I'm like, I don't want to wait for, I mean, let's go. That's how I would be. Um, right yeah like it just let's go let's get it all set up i mean two days later i had a biopsy two days later i mean it was and i'm like okay great thanks um and they were very caring and helpful but you know they're like okay thanks you know we'll see you in two days in the or or whatever and um and then you go home and i walked out and i looked at my dad and i just broke down right um you know drove and that was that drove home and called Chris. He was in Cleveland, I think. Um, I do remember those silly details, you know, when he got in the car and drove home and, um, I don't really remember being, I mean, I obviously was upset. Right. Um, but I don't remember being upset that long. I mean, maybe that, that, that evening. Right. Um, and then the next day was just, okay. All right. What do we have to do? And the one thing that I said to myself and I actually, I typed it. I was going to journal as I went through, and I didn't. Um, I thought a lot of thoughts. I didn't put them down. But I remember that next morning I woke up and I wrote on the computer, on my little laptop, failure is not an option. And that was the start of what was going to be my journaling. That was the end of what was my journaling. <laughs> But honestly, I felt like I didn't have to say anything else to myself. Failure's not an option. Right. Um, yeah, so I went through the motions, went through six months of pretty intense treatment. Um, but I had two kids. I had a household. I had a job. Um, I worked until my last month of treatment because um, then I physically could not anymore. Right. I was passing out at work and... They're like, okay, enough's enough. Time to go. Right. Um, but I mean, I would go to the kids' baseball and softball games in, you know, ninety-five degree heat, and I'd have to be all covered up in a hat and long sleeves, and and I knew, you know, Wednesday night they played Wednesday night, and Wednesday nights at eight o'clock is when I would start getting sick. So I knew at eight o'clock, or it was a little bit before eight, I would go to the car and I would take my medicine and. I'd sit there for a while, and then I, and then I'd go back out and watch the rest yeah. of the games. And now, why was um, that? Was that because of the way, like chemo? Or it, did you chemo. do chemo and radiation? No radiation. Just, okay. I um, I went to the same oncologist that my sister did, um, and she actually, as she went through her treatment, this was an oncologist that was um, recommended by the um, LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, that in Cincinnati was the best to treat Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and my sister actually ran for the LLS woman of the year and she came in second and, so uh, cool. which is really cool. That is really cool. Um, you know, and that was her outlet. That was her way of, of kind of dealing with, with everything. Um, so I had a choice. I was in the stage I was in, I was at advanced stage two. Um, a lot of tumors, lots of places. Uh, the course, the normal course was to do chemo for five months, four months, and then do radiation. Okay. But there's no tumors after you do chemo. If, if it works, no tumors after you do chemo. So it's global radiation. And I had done some research and I actually had two patients at work at that point in time that had had lymphoma in their twenties. 
there was also a lady that was doing chemo at the same time I was that had lymphoma in her 20s and had done radiation. That was kind of the old, you know, school way of right. doing it. And all three of them now in their late 40s, early 50s had breast cancer from the radiation. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, no. Right. No, not either. I, I'm not. Not an, I, yeah. I, not an option unless you tell me that's the only option. Right. Um, my oncologist was very progressive as far as his research and stuff like that. So he literally called somebody at Johns Hopkins that he knew and said, you know, what are our options and kind of the new protocol. I don't want to say experimental because it had been proven, right. but not widely accepted was to do another four chemo treatments. And so for me, I was doing chemo every other week. Okay. Um, so I opted to do that instead of radiation. Okay. So I was really sick by the end. Um, really sick. But it still was a better option than not. I mean, there, there was no option to not treat it. Right. So yeah. I just kind of dealt with it. And, you know, I knew when I was going to get sick. I knew what I needed to do. I didn't. You know, hindsight, maybe I should have rested more. I should have, but, you know, I couldn't let my life change because right. I was Well, and I've heard, sick. That, I've heard that from, I mean, I've read that, you know, when you watch videos of people who have survived and gone in remission and that they say, and, and I think statistics show, and I, but again, just from what I've read, is that if people just kind of curl up in a ball, um... And don't continue like working and, and being involved in their lives and so forth. That they tend to have lower survival yeah, rates. Yeah, absolutely. But the ones who keep moving forward and keep get you know become engaged and like your sister get involved yeah. in something that um, you know there's that there's that end line that focus and so you keep moving towards it. And you keep there is towards and it. you do so, and you yeah. have to you have to do the things that you enjoy doing right or even the things you don't enjoy doing but you have to go through normal life you can't let it right. affect i mean it's already affecting you emotionally it's affecting you physically obviously right um well i would think even like spiritually spiritually and, yeah. and that's the biggest thing for me that changed throughout the treatment and now with me is it did change me. Absolutely. And see, this is where I start to get a little um, little emotional. Get emotional, it's all good, because it's true and real and right. It, as I went through it, I was focused, and I was um, just getting through daily life. Right. And I... I never really counted down to the end. I never was like, oh, I only have two more treatments or I only have one more treatment or I did it. I just went until they told me to quit because I didn't want to focus on what was going to come. I wanted to focus on what was now. That's amazing. Which wasn't me. Typically. I, I'm very goal oriented, very driven, very perfectionist. Um, you know, my, my had really just been getting back into my faith after a long time away from it um and it definitely changed my outlook on things without me knowing it um 
I don't care if the house is a mess. I still don't care if the house is a mess, which is a problem. We sometimes just had that I know. This morning. I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta do something, but right. things like that. Like I had a list of things to do, like your list of things to do, right? right. But I used to be so so obsessive about okay today I have got to get this 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 done right and now I'm like yeah I have to get these things done and I'll be honest they'll get done in the next two weeks they they're right. not gonna get right. done now right um you know I learned that spending time with my family and my friends was more important than taking care of tasks. And I found a better balance of that. So I I definitely, and and I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that that was changing until after the fact, after I was through treatment and started my my recovery, which has taken a long time and and honestly still physically is still, um, you know, it's still a a journey for me. I don't know that I'm ever going to be, I'm never going to be like I was physically. Okay. Um... I'm going to do my best to get there. Right. You know, I mean, they tell you, you have to find a new normal. This is your new normal. And I'm like, okay, great, but I don't really like this normal. So, (laughs) you know, I'm doing the best, but I also have to accept that, you know, I mean, chemo poisons you. Right. It poisons your body. It poisons your brain. Um, You know, it's frustrating. I, I have issues with fine motor coordination. Um... I mean, that was never an issue with me. I mean, okay. I, I I painted, I wrote, I I did, I have issues now with... Like intricate... I can't dates. open a, um, like a Band-Aid. I can't open a Band-Aid sometimes. I cannot open a Band-Aid. Okay. And that is so frustrating to me. But at the same point... It's okay, whatever. Somebody open this for me. Right. It's fine. Right. You know, I just know that there's things like, um, things like that. It, it, my memory. I was going to ask about memory. Yes. My memory's shot. Okay. And, and I know that they say that it comes back after you're finished with chemo and through the recovery. I, I don't think it's, it's coming back. I mean, I have, um, my focus is less. I have a harder time focusing. I have a harder time remembering things. Sometimes, not all the time. Now, do you still take medications? I mean, no. So okay. that's the thing with so that's not a side effect of like, like a med. No, or it's okay. a side effect of of, of the chemo, and okay. I just don't know that it's gonna right come back. You know, but I mean, the other thing is, is I was always. I hate to say I was. Sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I was always so high functioning. Um, I could multitask so many things at once with no issue. I remembered everything. I had like a photographic memory. I mean, just <laughs> I all of that. Right. And so that's very different now. I can't multitask as many things because I'm forgetting something. And so I just have to kind of. Sometimes it's frustrating. I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, right. it's. It's fine, really. It's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, but, you know, I'm still dealing with those lasting effects. And emotionally, obviously, still dealing with yes. effects. So back to faith. What? So back to faith. You know, yeah, so... What, so what happened on your faith journey? You know, I found that I had to... You know, I say, let go, let God, right? Yeah. I, I had to find or accept that there was something I could 
I guess, accept that there was something bigger than me that was going to take care of me. Or if not, was going to listen to me. Or was going to understand me. Um, That's a beautiful way to put it. And it just really... You know, I'm still, I mean, I, I started praying more. I started, but not praying, like, like a not conversa- asking. Like a conversation yeah, with God. Yeah, it's conversation with God and thanking yeah. God for the things that I had in my life that were good. Yes. Which, um, to me, that's prayer. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. More absolutely. So than, I mean, yeah, I still say an Our Father or Hail Mary here. Right. There, but I, more so. It I was a conversation. It's an intimate relationship with God. It you're, is. You're, yeah, you're... Telling God what you need. And and I haven't had that since I honestly was like 10 years old. Right. Um, so that was a big, you know, a big thing. That's cool. Definitely. I mean, it's still, you know, I still get upset sometimes when I talk about it, but it's not because I'm upset. On the surface, I'm not upset. Right. But it definitely brings up. You know, obviously a lot of strong emotion. And I think for me, part of that is that I did go through, I didn't let myself necessarily, which I probably should have, maybe um, mourn the situation. Mm. I I didn't. It was just, all right, we're going to keep moving. And so I think now, and I mean, I don't know how long that'll last, I guess until it's done. Right. That when I talk about it, sometimes I do get emotional and that's just a little piece of me letting that go. Yes. Um, and I was the same, I was affected the same way years and years and years ago when my husband was in the hospital for two months um, and was it was touch or go whether or not he was going to make it. Wow. Um, kids were young. I mean, just whole nother, whole nother story. But um, the same thing happened to me then. You know, I mean, I had to. I was at the hospital every day with him. He was having surgeries every day. I was taking care of the kids. I was working. I was, you know, doing all of that. And I just got through it and just right. did whatever till he came home. Um, and for a long time after that, years after that, if I talked about that situation, I would get very emotional. And that's so, I mean, that's so typical. Like I know, and and what popped in my head was when I know when I went through that second robbery and I kept it together, I was, I remember they walked, you know, they took Mike as a hostage out the door. I was in there and I was 22, 21, 21, uh, for the first one. And just kept it together and was like telling customers, do this, do this. And I was like, so, and, you know, I kept it together for so long. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything that was there just started surfacing. And it, it was just that energy, that, it that is. fear, that all of it starts to come to the surface. Because it has to come to the it surface. It has to. And you have to get yeah. rid of that in some way yeah. so by, or the other. By, by letting it surface is really a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful release. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely so. is. And I'm, you know, someday that'll probably, I don't know, maybe someday that won't go away. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, you know, I don't. I don't fear the cancer so you don't coming have, back. Like, anxiety, I don't... or you don't have panic attacks, or anything that surfaces or stems from it. Um, the only time that I do is when I go to get a CT scan. Okay. I do, and actually, the farther out from treatment I get, the more towards the end of those scans. Like I only have one left, 
before I'm considered cured, five years out is considered cured, which really doesn't mean it's never going to come back, but whatever. I mean, it's, the odds are super slim. Right. Um, I do get anxiety when I go to get those. Okay. I do. And I, and I tell them, (laughs) yeah, and I try, you know, I can't, I can't make it stop. I can't make it not happen. Right. Um, I read something, was it yesterday? I don't know. It was really cool. I think it was on Instagram and somebody had put a quote out that said, you know, our bodies were created to signal us. To let us know when something's scary, when there's a tiger in the bush or there's, you know, whatever happening, that it's okay to feel anxiety. It's okay to feel, you know, that's just our body saying, hey, there's something going on that's scary, that's out of our control. Um, It's just, you know, if it starts to get out of hand, like with me with panic attacks. Right. Uh, but with now that's so under control because I allow my I allow my anxiety and I don't freak out about it. Like okay, and try to stop it and right. try to yeah, and control it, which I yes. is such a huge part. Because you can't. So, yes, yeah, I so, mean you I mean, can. If it's a real emotion, right? You can't control it. Right. There's nothing you just you can't. Um, yeah. So you going for those CT scans? Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't get really. I don't get much anxiety with anything else regarding it. Um, that I can, you know, that I can pinpoint. Um, there are other things that trigger me to get emotional um, commercials. <laughs> like certain commercials with kids. Because obviously, I mean, I, my kids right. went through all this with me. And, right. and they had already gone through all this with their dad. And How, how um, are the kids doing? Do they have any, I mean, anxiety issues? Now? They, are they pretty good? They're pretty good. Um... There are things that surface once in a while, um, like when they have to do stuff for school. Um, and Nate had to do. There was something they did, and I think it was this year that they did something where they had to say like my the best. I don't know. It was like a little booklet or something, but there was something in there that said the my favorite day or something like that. My favorite day is, and he said, the day my mom didn't have cancer anymore. Um, so I know that they think about it. Yeah. Um, that, that makes me want to hug him. That, (laughs) that is what makes me emotional. Yeah. That's what makes me emotional. Um, he, he is not as expressive with his emotions as Ashley is. And so I think it comes out more in ways like that. So right. he'll do something and he'll be like, well, yeah, I chose purple. I chose to do purple. I chose to do lavender because that's the color for your cancer Aww. and things like that. And yeah. that, that to me, like I want him to be able to let that go. Yeah. And I'm not sure that he's not worried still. Right. right. I'm not worried. Right. I don't know if Ashley's worried or not. I, I don't, I think, you know, maybe, but she talks about stuff more. Right. So he's, I mean, something obviously still worries him. Yes. With that. Um, so, I mean, but I how, hope someday that. But how beautiful that, that he's expressing it. Yes. And, I mean, and he is. really cool. Yes, and he is. So, I mean, they still get worried. Like, if I say, I had to go, I got to go to the doctor today, or... Like, why? Yes, yeah. and they're like, well, what doctor? 
Yeah. Are you going to your cancer doctor? And I'm like, no, I'm going to just get a checkup or right. get a flu shot or something like that. So, I mean, it definitely still, you know, oh, sure. still affects them. And, sure. it, and it may always affect them yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they're pretty, they, they seem to have, to, they did well throughout it as well. They're they were really good. They yeah, really were. They they, they really. <laughs> I don't know Chris well enough. He's a, he's a good guy from what I've. He is a good guy. To, so they've got great parents. And yeah, they did well. They really did. On kids, you know. So. And they and they had lots. I mean, they were lucky. They had lots of friends, and they had lots of, you know, support. Yes. From kids and and you know that's the biggest thing that I they didn't. They did not know anybody who's at that point in time whose parents had gone through it. Okay. Um, there were two other women that went through it at the same time I did, um, but their kids were Ash. Their kids are Ashley's age. Okay. Well, actually, one of their one of their kids is in Nate's age. Okay. Um, so that that's one thing that I offer them and say I, I offer from them is when we have friends who or acquaintances who are being diagnosed with cancers if they have children I always offer um, mostly with Ashley just because she's so mature she is. that you know if they feel like their kids are having issues or if their kids just don't know how to deal with it or don't know what to think or don't you know talk to her right I mean she'll be very honest about what it was like and and things so I mean I feel like that's that's a way I mean everybody worries about their children right. no matter how much you worry about yourself or you you don't if you're a mother you don't you just okay that's fine but what about my kids how is it yes. going to affect my children so you know whether they they feel like they you know need it take advantage of that offer or not doesn't matter it's there i mean i usually try to to make that and i feel like that that's something that we can do to help others going through that's a really cool idea the same thing you know we see you know certainly through our community of faith um how many people step up and support the person going through the cancer and the kids do sometimes get i don't want to say forgotten but you know, the focus becomes so much on whoever it is that mm-hmm. has the diagnosis. It is, which is wonderful. Which is wonderful, and I'm not but putting that I'll down. But I'll tell you, if you, like, if you take care of my kids... Yeah, what a cool... I'm fine. You take care of my kids, I'm I'm fine. Right, right. Um, I mean, we had people through my work, through the school, through other friend groups, um, for just really help support the kids which was great you know do they want to just come over to the house for a little while and hang out or um you know simple things like simple things like that or it's their um it was you know christmas fell in when i was going through this you know what how about you just we're gonna they bought them like some things for christmas You know, just in case, yeah. just in case I wasn't up to doing it or we weren't up to doing right. it, it just things like that. And that's, right. you know, to try to make them feel normal and just the kids, I mean, that's, you know, that's the big, I mean, that's really the, cool. the biggest thing yeah. to me. 
I mean, I can I get it. through it. It's, right. you know, it's, it's fine. I'll, and I always say, I'll be really mad. I will be super angry if it comes back. I, I will be. I'll be disappointed. Right. I, I think I'll be really angry. Oh. Because I feel, I, I feel like it doesn't, like it already affected my life. I don't right. really need it to affect my life again. Right. But comes back, comes back. I'll just do it again. Mm. I mean, it's it just, okay. You know? But you've, you've also taken steps to live a healthier There's a lot of things I changed life. with that. Yeah. And I wasn't living horribly unhealthy, but I wasn't living great. There was a lot of right. things I could have changed. Right. Um, and then I try to also help then my family, too. Well, they don't have much of a choice, you know, right. if I'm cooking and <laughs> right. shopping. But, you know, there's certain things that I try to do um, to avoid as much um, risk of it coming back as, as possible. Right. Um, the bad thing is with this type of cancer is you don't really know why you got it or there's not a ton of risk factor. It's, it's, it's very gotcha. ambiguous. Okay. So it's not like, um, and you don't always know why you get breast cancer either, but if you have a family history, like, you know, you know that you're going to get tested. Like, there's no test. I can't just go get tested all the time. Like, once I'm done with my scans, I'm done with my scans. That's it. Okay. It's, good luck. Hope you're, hope you're good. There's and, no, and then, there's not you, like a yearly mammogram. There's not okay. like that kind of stuff. But if you don't, um... So, like, if you had blood blood work done, would would it show elevated numbers or anything along those lines? It's possible. Right. And I do get blood work done. Okay. But I'll be honest, I had a ton of blood work done before my diagnosis and nothing showed up. Nothing was showing up. No. Wow. I had, so it really was just, I just knew something was off. I knew something was off. And, and there you were just s- weren't feeling well. I wasn't feeling well. And then, it you know, there was... Um, you know, some pain that, that manifested, okay. but there wasn't a, tu- you know, my, my sister could feel So it was like a, a sore tumor. throat kind of thing? Um, I had neck pain okay. when I, like, kind of upper shoulder neck pain, like around my collarbone when I worked out. Or when I worked and had a very hard day of um, manual patients, so pushing, pulling, like, right. a lot. Okay. I would have neck pain. Wow. And it would appear like my neck was getting a little bit swollen, but not like big swollen. It was very, and we just couldn't figure out what it was. Didn't make sense. Um, and it was because I had these huge tumors way down deep. Like there was nothing. So you couldn't just... feel a tumor. You couldn't feel, I didn't have lymph nodes that were swollen. Okay. Wow. I, I just had a huge tumor and a ton of little tumors that were in there. Hmm. So... I mean, that kind of sometimes does worry me. Like, I still have neck pain from the surgery in the same area. So sometimes I'm like, man, I really hope this is still from the surgery. (laughs) You know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. I can't, I can't jump at everything. Right. I feel like I'm fine. Right. I knew I wasn't fine before. Right. I feel like I'm fine now. So I guess if it ever comes to the point where I don't feel like I'm fine, then... That's when you go and I guess I go get be your own advocate and be like yeah. 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 And that's one thing I cannot tell people, be your own advocate. Oh, without a doubt. I tell people that too. You 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 have to be the one in charge to say if somebody says, Oh, you're fine. Mm. 
If it doesn't feel no. right, it's not right. Exactly. Just exactly. You know your body. You know absolutely. You know what's going on. Absolutely. Like even like you said at some point, you know, like on a subconscious level, like you just know. Like when you your dad, oh, when you yeah. asked about like, your dad asking, like you just, you just knew. I need. Something. I need. My, I need a parent here with yeah. me. Yeah. 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 It's um, I mean, it definitely teaches you a lot about yourself and your your life and your outlook on things and for sure changes you a lot oh i'm sure but for a good way i think for me yes for me i don't you know oh, no, I, can't... I hear that from ev- i swear i from every person i know who has ever been through it they say even though it was hell to go through and and you know yes that's you know the fact that it could come back but it changed their lives in such positive ways like it brought about again this, their their connection with God, their their the depth with their family. There's a whole philosophy. It's shifted their lives on their philosophy on their approach to life, um, and enjoying. I don't know. Enjoying time. I mean, time. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you could say enjoy every minute, enjoy every day. You know, at the at the basis of it, yes. I mean, we're not going to go through every day and be like, man, that was the most awesome day I've ever had. <laughs> right. You know, that's not realistic. <laughs> right. But as a whole and you realize the things that you don't feel like you have time to spend time on if they're not important to you Mm -hmm. um a lot of the superficial types of of tasks or or heaven forbid relationships um I just don't, you don't feel like, or I don't feel like I, you know, need to put as much effort into that because it's not fulfilling. And at this point, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So every day should be fulfilling. Might not be the best day you ever had, but every day should be fulfilling. I love that. Every day. That's a wonderful way to look at it. And then the whole um, living in the now, I love that because that's my shift occurred and it's more of living living in the now, like experiencing this moment and the beauty of this moment and what's what's good in it is a great way to live, live life. Not worrying about the past. Not, not worrying you about can't, the future. And that's... I mean, the future's not here. You just don't know. So yeah. experience now. All right. So one of the questions I have here is, are, are there any myths or facts that you would want to clarify? Is there anything about the whole journey that... Um, that you feel needs clarification? Um, I know sometimes it's a tough one. <laughs> I know it is. It's nothing. I mean, it's just superficial things that probably need clarification. And maybe for people who haven't gone through this journey or don't know anybody personally that, go through this journey is everybody's different. Every treatment's different. Every cancer's different. The experience may be the same at a, at a real, you know, organic level. I go to chemo every week. That kind of thing. So there's things, you know, there's things different, um, with that. Uh, I will say just for the record, everybody that undergoes chemo does not lose a ton of weight. Uh, in my case, I took really heavy <laughs> steroids, so my body didn't reject the chemo, and that way the chemo didn't, well, basically kill me right. while I was going through the chemo. 
So, um, no, I did not lose a lot of weight. I gained 60 pounds. So that's not cool because everybody right. thinks it's the opposite. <laughs> right. Um, not everybody with the undergrowth chemo loses their hair. Um, you know, there's just a lot of different, a lot of different treatment. It's not, and that's the thing. There isn't a face of cancer. Yeah. And I guess that's the yes. biggest thing. It is it, treatment for everything is different. Treatment for all kinds of breast cancer is different. Treatment for multiple other, it's, it's, it's different. Um, so people experience physical changes differently, which is going to emotionally affect them differently. I think that's the biggest thing is it's individual. It's not, you have this, therefore, yeah, there are some things that are going to be common. Sure. Right. But don't assume that because person A reacted this way that person B is going to react this way because there's so many things that that go into it um the other thing that I would say to people is if you um if you find out that someone you know an acquaintance a a friend you would know but an acquaintance maybe something find out that somebody has had cancer or um, is you know going through something and they're a female they're a woman um, do not automatically assume it's breast cancer doesn't really matter what kind of cancer it is cancer's cancer right it's literally something invading your body trying to kill you right um, and it's scary and it's and it's and scary it's overwhelming and and, and it's, it's overwhelming right. and the one thing that I will have to say with our school community, that was so touching to me was, um, I guess it was fourth grade, fourth grade, actually it was in fourth grade, um, the fundraiser that was done at the school with the St. Veronica t-shirts with the ribbons on them, um, multiple women were undergoing cancer treatment at the same time, there were three of us, two, the other two women did have breast cancer. Um, I did not. And they were so conscientious, the people that organized that were so conscientious to the fact that it's not all lumped into one and everybody's an individual that they, they made two different t-shirts that people could purchase to help the fun. One had a pink ribbon and one had a lavender ribbon, which is the lymphoma, um, support ribbon right and that to me said volumes i wouldn't have cared one way or the other wouldn't have bothered me right but it had such an effect on me that they did recognize that it was so so positive that it's an individual it's individual yes it's individual journey it is an individual journey um you know, it's, it's, stank. I mean, cancer sucks. Yeah. That's all I can say. It really does. That's the real story right there. That's the real story. Yeah. It does, but it literally can make, it's a horrible, it sounds horrible to say, but it can make your life better. Right. No, it, I mean, and every, again, that's part of the real story. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like it sucks. Everything I've been through in my life sucks. Yes. But it's made me who I am, and it's been a part of this um, 
I don't know, enlightenment, I guess. And I think people who've been through cancer, it's an enlightening process. It's a tra- it's a trauma, because, just, I mean, yes, absolutely. different forms and yes. any, you know, it, yeah, you have to let it But it also brings be. that enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you go through any sort of traumatic event, any sort of, yes, uh, something that, that brings you to your knees. Yeah. That it becomes an enlightening. Truly, it truly, becomes, yeah. It, 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 it it just brings that light onto life, and like you said, what's what's important, and what's superficial. Um, so yeah, really cool. All right, I'm gonna ask you that question. Are you gonna ask about. me that question? I'm gonna ask you the question. I don't know. Can I don't you believe we only have four minutes left. That doesn't surprise Isn't that me. Crazy? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right. So our question: Do you know your answer? I gave it to you ahead of time. I See, know. Normally, I throw it at people. I wasn't thinking though. No. I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> It, that is such a difficult right, ask the question. On, I ask the question. Hold on. Um, if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who could help you with your continued journey through this process, who would it be? Well, there's two things I want to say, and one sounds totally cheesy. I'm going to say the first one first. All right. Um, actually... My if my grandfather were still alive, okay, as um, dead or alive, so I yeah, would love could... to have him here. Um, he passed away as I was going through the process, and I'm pretty sure that if I could have read his thoughts those last couple minutes, it was probably about me. Oh, um. And he's one of the strongest people I've... There was a lot of things in my life that he was my inspiration for. And I think that um, that having him around would would have helped and, and would continue to help. Okay. Um, the other one, and this is what I said, it's going to sound cheesy, <laughs> is one that I'm grateful for. And I hope that... Uh, this person can be in uh, my life for years to come, and that is you. Oh, because so and this is why I'm like this sounds totally cheesy. <laughs> I did not plan this, everyone. <laughs> You're so sweet. Because it is very rare that you find someone that has not only experienced some trauma in their life. Again, doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter to me what it is. I told somebody the other day it's not a it's not a it's not trauma rating. It shouldn't be a contest of mine was worse than yours. Right. Or mine, exactly. You know what I mean? Trauma is trauma. It, it hurt is. Hurt is hurt. Pain is pain. Exactly. And, right. And it's rare that you find someone that can freely talk about that in a um, overall, I guess, positive way. I mean, still have the moments that are the bad moments and Mm -hmm. the moments that you realize that it's, you know, affecting you emotionally or or however. But I think to also be able to have those discussions where it's maybe a few words, a lot of words, whatever. um, But to have that honesty and to truly have um, that, that connection, I think, with people that I mean, it is helpful. It's so helpful, Thanks. and I don't know. I thank really you. don't know how to how to oh, thank you for that. Bumps. I thank really, you. I, I try to make it. I think again, 
you know, especially like with my mom and that whole journey and people people witnessing it. But my mom's so on board with it, and I think it's cool because sometimes talking about that darkness and just talking about the tough stuff, mm -hmm. it brings that connection between people. Because you say, holy shit, I've experienced that too, or I've had that too, or, you know, and some other people might not be able to talk about it, but they can connect with it. Right. And so being able to, um, I think that's why I, I do it and, and shine that light on it because um, it does, I, I don't know, I just find that connection very powerful and beautiful. So It is, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, it you. is, absolutely. You touched my heart and gave me gooseies on my so, left but... arm. So. <laughs> I gave you a hug. Well, I love you, girl. I think, so... you're, I think you're awesome. So, All right, look at that. We have two seconds. Woo! Woo! <laughs> well, this has been great. We Anything else that you wanted that you wanted to talk about, or oh, you know, if you ever need of, there's plenty. There's plenty of stuff in the vault. So all right, <laughs> Woo. we'll bring you back if for you another ever, round. Yeah, if you're ever there's, right. there's plenty of stuff in the vault. So it's awesome. I love yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here today, and um, yeah. Oh, I know a question. Hold on, I'm going to ask you another one. Oh, oh no. She's doing questions because out. I looked down and it said, what is your dream job? So you, you've talked before you know, about wanting to change and, uh, and doing a little shift. So. And I think my dream job changes on a daily basis <laughs> because I feel like I'm in this like, I don't know, is it like a midlife crisis? I don't want to say it's midlife for me. I right. mean, I got some time left, but... Um, I need. I I have fully decided that I need to do go back to do something creative. Okay. Um, I love helping people. I love what I do now. Right. Um. But there were two sides of me. There was the helping people side, the scientific side. The and I love what I do. But then there was the other side that I also wanted to be an art major. So yes. I was very kind of fraction. There's. There's a lot. I, there's a lot of puzzle pieces. This is why we get each other. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, I've got the whole left brain side and the whole right brain side, yeah. and yeah, and it's a it's a pool because it yes, is. Yeah. And I gotta find that. I th I had a happy medium in there with my job because I could be creative and I could help people and I could do the scientific, and that's why I loved it. I loved right. it there for seventeen years. Yeah, seventeen years now. Um. I need to I need to focus more on the creative. So I right. um, honestly, what I really want to do is I this is horrible. This is so weird. I want to rehab houses. I think that's so cool. Get with Jen. This is she what wants I want to do it too. Oh, she does. I swear to God. Oh my gosh, I want to rehab houses. Like oh, I've told everybody so, this in the past. And week. you could do the art, artsy fartsy kind of part. I want to rehab. I'm like, oh, yeah. This is so. I want to do it. She my sister to, told she me she wants I to need... be at Lowe's and have saws and hammers and. Well, she all saw that stuff. a hammer and <laughs> right. I want a sawzall and nail gun. <laughs> I want to build stuff. I can't do plumbing. Oh my gosh, this But is I want to decorate. I want to do, like, I want to do it. My sister said, just quit your job and just do it. Right. And I'm like. I swear to God she talked about doing so it. That's so funny. No, I, that's that's what I want to do. I told Chris, I, go, I want to quit my job and I want to rehab houses. I'm like, I need, but I need somebody that can do, like, a lot of the real dirty work. Right. I mean, I can do some. Right. Like, I can YouTube right. it, right? So. I saw, I did, I saw a video of a lady that. 
YouTubed her entire journey. Like she, I think it like she had been through some divorce. It was crazy, horrible, really bad, and had like five kids. I don't even know. I'm making up the she stuff in my head, great. but it was one of those things. And she YouTubed, bought this really rundown house, and just YouTubed everything. Yeah. And it is beautiful how it turned out. But she just YouTubed YouTube. it all. I wish I had with the stuff we did in our house now. I wish I had done more before and after. Right. Because. I'm actually really, I, I was just saying, I'm like, I'm pretty proud of myself. But we did a lot, and I did it myself, and I really like it, and right. I enjoyed it. And I'm like, this is I awesome. Because I, I don't, I mean, I'm creative writing-wise, yeah. but not, like, like painting I like, like, stuff. an end, I like an end But it's a cool project. Feeling. I like something yes. I created, yeah. and to be able to see it. Yeah. And, but it's also useful. Yeah. Like, you know, like when we redid our cabinets in the kitchen. Yeah. We were like, my gosh, we're so proud of ourselves. Yeah. Like, like, things like that. Yes. Like, I love it. So that is actually, that's like, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever, I, that's what I want to do. That's so cool. That is what See, I want to do. So, so, for whatever reason, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, ask so her that question. Because that is fantastic. That's so crystal right. crazy. What a great way to end. Oh, All right. Well, everyone, be gentle with yourselves, and I will catch you next week. Bye bye.